I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Imagine feeling like you were trapped in the wrong body, or having to stop to think about which bathroom you should use, or how about stressing every time you had to show your driver's license because you were worried about what it could reveal. What was normal to most was a constant internal struggle for our next guest. Born Yvonne Melzer, but knew she was a he for as long as he could think. On today's episode of Reppin, we're going across the globe to Germany to talk with the first transgender model to be featured on the cover of Men's Health magazine in Germany. Today, we're hanging out with Benjamin Melzer. Benjamin, thank you so much for joining us here today. First of all, how is Germany? Germany is is nice, but I would I would rather be in New York right now. Well, what are you waiting for, Benjamin? New York City's waiting. Thank you again for joining us here. From what I understand, you are a model in Germany. Um, you are the first trans male model to land Men's Health magazine in Germany, which is incredible. For people who don't understand what trans means, can you sort of help explain what being a trans person means? Yeah, I, I'll try. Because even for me, it's, it's hard to explain because I feel like just, yeah, I'm just a normal guy that happens to be trans. Okay. So one day, well, it wasn't, it wasn't even one day. It was like a process when I realized, started with the puberty that something went wrong in the wrong direction. And I realized that I was literally locked in a female body, but deep inside, I felt like, I felt like, yeah, male, you know, I was a, I was a boy ever since I could think. So, um, that's basically what trans is. I'm not a drag queen. I don't, I don't wear 
boy stuff and uh, the other day I'm just a normal, normal girl. You see, I'm deep inside. I was I was a boy ever since, and then I had to to change to be. I had to I had to stop my transition to be a boy outside as well. You're fully male. You've got all. Yeah, I had a lot of surgeries for that, you know, because you can't you can't just change. You had to do uh, you had to go through a lot of surgeries to be fully male at the end of the day. Now, when you first. I know you said you you realized that you were in the wrong body. You were born Yvonne, correct? Correct. Okay. So you said you have known that you were a, a male since as early as you can think. Can you share one experience where that realization really set in? Because I'm sure that there was a lot of confusion before. Was there one particular moment where you were like, okay, there? I don't feel right or however, whatever your experience was, I don't feel right, and I need to kind of make a change. Can you share one experience where that reality really set in for you? That was when I was 18, and I saw a documentation about the um, the son of Cher. Yes, of course, Chaz Bynum. Exactly, exactly. I saw a documentation about him, and that was the first time I ever heard the, the word transgender. And that was really the moment when I realized, okay, now it, it has a name for me. Because before that, with uh, 16 or 17, I was like, okay, you're a girl and you like girls, so probably you're lesbian. But for me, it was pretty clear that, that I wasn't. You know, for me, it was totally clear that I'm heterosexual. But uh, that was quite, you know, confusing because... I was in I was I was in a female body, right. and normally when you're in a female body and you like girls, you're you're probably a lesbian, right? So let me just make sure I get this right. So b- this was before you were eighteen. You, before you you saw the documentary, that's when you realized that there was trans. But before that, you were a girl who loved women, but you were not gay because that was pretty clear. Exactly, it was clear for me, but not for others. Right, when you saw the documentary. How did it feel to actually be able to put your finger on what you were struggling with? And can you can you let us know how hard it must have been? Because I think regardless of just being human, at that age, like 18 and younger, we're all trying to figure out like like who we are, what the hell is going on. So that must have been exponentially more difficult for you. Did you have any representation before this documentary? No. Definitely not. I, I had no clue what was wrong with me, you know? I, I had no idea. I'm living in a very small town, and we, it's not New York City, you know? You, you have never get in touch with something like this, because I, I felt like I'm alone in the world. It's only me feeling that way. So when I saw that documentary, I was like, oh my God, I had like really a breakdown, but I wasn't brave enough at that moment. I was right. scared, scared of to tell people around me. Well, I told my parents, and um, they were very supporting at this point as well. They were oh, like, okay, good. we um, get information, we see what we can do. But I took too much care of people around me about their, their thoughts. So I wasn't brave enough at that point. I waited another five years till 23 when I started my transition. I First of all, I'm so happy to hear that your parents were supportive. Yeah. That's the first thing. Um, 
tell me about the moment you waited five years, what, it, what those five years were like, what helped you get through those hard, confusing times? Was there something that somebody said? What helped you get through those really difficult years? Uh, sport, training, sport. and it was, I was injured when I saw another documentary at uh, the age of 23, and that's when I decided to go that way, to stop my transition, because I, would, I was injured, and I, I, I felt alone, I was at home, and there wasn't the sport that, that helped me feeling relieved. That was pretty much my point of no relief on that second documentary. And then I sat down with my laptop and I Googled and I found um, a lot of examples. Yeah, and that's when I, that was the point when I, when I decided, okay, this is my point of no return. There's no way back. I need to go forward. I need to do this right now, no matter what people think. But that's not easy. So we're all working really hard to fit in the right clothes, the right cars, the right job, the right hair. And then it's, you know, and then to go against what society would quote unquote deem as appropriate or correct, that must have been excruciatingly difficult. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like for you to go through and what gave you to, the continuing courage to move forward with all of these surgeries? Because those are huge surgeries. And I would imagine that it was painful, too. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm a very strong character. Once I decide I want to go that way, I'm 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 all in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all in or nothing. You know, I need to I need to go the whole way. So for me, it was pretty clear to go through all those surgeries, even though they are very hard. Definitely. But um, you know, my family was supportive from day one, and even my my also my friends and my girlfriend they helped me a lot going through that process. You know, without them, even though I'm pretty strong, right? I wouldn't have got through that, you know? Can you share one moment where you it sticks out in your heart and your mind that you've kept with you? Or maybe something your girlfriend said or something that your parents had said that really helped you get through some dark times? Yeah, they didn't say, but they. Um, my mom, she was there the whole time. So for the, the biggest, the last step, it's the very long and hard surgery you need to stay in hospital for three weeks oh, and my wow. mom she took off work and she stayed with me for three weeks and she brought me food every day and i was really it was it was hard for me so i wasn't in the best mood it was hard for her but she was just there she was just supportive and she brought me everything i wanted you know when i said i i want kebab she brought me kebab when i said i want pizza she brought me pizza even though I had the pizza in front of me, I said, uh, I don't want that pizza now. I want McDonald's. And she went, got me McDonald's, you know? She, she did like everything for me during that time because she knew this is like really the hardest part, the hardest time of my life. Right. How many, how many procedures or surgeries did you have to go through? Oh, you know, last year I had, um, it started with a little thing. Last year, until the beginning of this year, I had six surgeries. So all in all, I had 17 surgeries now. 17, yeah. How much time do you think you spent in a hospital? Huh. I don't know, probably all in all, three months. Now, I mean, you, you still live in Germany. Do you, do you live in a um, small town? Yeah, it's quite small. When you were growing up, you, you, 
didn't have any representation. Chaz Bono was the only person that must have been that must have felt so good to see that documentary. Can you talk about what some of the things that helped you when you saw that documentary? At this point, I wasn't brave enough, so I had mixed feelings about that documentary. You know, some somehow I felt relieved, but on the other side, I had much pressure on me because I knew at that moment there is a way, there is a way I can go, but I just wasn't strong enough. So I had mixed feelings. I was very, I, I didn't, I didn't know what to do at that point. But in some ways, it must have felt good, right, to have that documentary help give shape to some of that confusion definitely to name it finally talk about going into modeling and landing the magazine men's health in germany because you landed the cover benjamin that's a big achievement talk about how that came to be and how that felt yeah i saw a guy in america aiden darling doing that it's also a trans guy landing the cover of Men's Health Magazine America. And I was like, okay, what the Americans can do, I can do, of course, as well. Just <laughs> <laughs> you know, deep in my heart, I'm so American. I'd love to. I'd love to move. Okay. I'd love to live in America. Come on over. Perfect. Um, so I was like, okay, um, Google it and check out if there's a competition or something. And uh, once I found it, I was like, okay, why not? I I didn't think about it that much, that it could go viral and that it's such a story for the world. For me, it was just like the the ultimate end of that long way, the long transition, the a big achievement for myself to be fully male because it's a fitness male magazine. I, right. I, I just want to do that. I want to do that. I want to be with the other guys because I looked up to the other guys when I was younger. I saw those those amazing bodies on the cover, and I wanted to be like that. And finally, I felt like that. So I was like, hey, I can, I can be on the cover too. Why not? Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. 
and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So when you became fully male, and I'm sure you sort of started doing more research, Googling more things and, and seeing more people that were trans. Can you talk about like what it was like when you started to really get a better sense of the community out there and how many more people were sort of experiencing the same things you were and what that's like? Yeah, it was Instagram that helped me finding all those people because I, I uh, found those hashtags I didn't realize before that how Instagram was working, really. For me, it was like a, an app for, don't know, putting pics up of yourself, you know. Um, when I found all those people, I, I was quite happy because I realized that I'm not alone in the world. But also, I realized that I'm quite lucky. How so? Because I'm a bit taller Taller, yeah. 5'10". You know, I'm pretty lucky in that situation, if you can talk about being lucky in that situation. But I'm I'm also, I don't have um, big hips. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. So it must have felt really good to kind of see how many more people are out there kind of Mm -hmm. feeling the same ways you felt. So getting the magazine cover, when you got the call... Like we're talking about the actual moment you got the call. Can you can you talk about what it was like when you first received the news that you got the cover? How did it feel? It felt unreal. I didn't realize that it's uh, finally happening. You know, because uh, I did it just for fun. I, I I wasn't sure that I could make it really make it. And once I, I did it, I was like, okay, cool, cool. That was a great experience, nice. But then everything started. What I got so many mail. I got so many followers. I got so many people. Really, it, it went viral. Even Ashton Kutcher sent me congratulations on Facebook. I mean, everybody was like, hey, Ashton Kutcher sent you a message. And I was like, no, that's a fake. But it wasn't. I was like, what the fuck? You Sorry. can say it. Yeah. Say it. yeah. Really? <laughs> so many things happened. It was crazy. How good did that feel? To get that kind of response. Amazing. That was amazing. Really, really. And it was all positive. I'm very open with everything. And I think there's not much space for hurting me because I'm very open. I can talk easily about it because I'm proud of who I am today and I'm happy with who I am today. So I get very positive feedback on everything. Benjamin, can you take a moment and reflect on your journey from being a young child feeling like you were male, but being born female, can you take a moment and really reflect on experiencing all of that confusion to getting the cover of men's magazine? I mean, that must have been such a point of recognition. And now getting all of this feedback, can you, can you tell us how that all hits you? You know, when I, when I talk about it very, when I go deep into it and talk about the experiences I had, I always feel like I, I have tears in my eyes. It really it touches my heart. Um, I received a message. It was a year ago, I don't know. And it was someone 50 years old, and he uh, sent me a message and said, Benjamin, thank you very much. It was you that saved my life. I finally started, after 50 years, I started my transition because of your story. I mean, 
That's amazing, right? I keep those messages. I'm just doing my thing. I'm just being me and helping others with being me. How cool is that? Wow, what a powerful story. And, you know, I'm just thinking about all the surgeries that you had to go through. I mean, going through surgery of any kind is really tough. But going through so many surgeries that are making such a dramatic change. I mean, you're literally changing bodies. Um, I can't imagine what it was like to recover. But having the courage to even take those steps to feeling finally comfortable in your own body must have been it's tremendous. But then hearing from people that you doing that save their lives. Do you understand how huge that is, Benjamin? Not really. You know, sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, what do all these people's, what, people want from me? So I, I'm not doing anything, but somehow I'm, I'm doing something, I guess. I don't know, because maybe I'm, I'm out there. Maybe I'm, because I'm talking about it because I'm, people see me and um, gives them hope. I guess. Do you get a lot of messages like that? Can you tell me some other stories that you've heard? And you said this person was 50, right? Yeah, 50 years old. That's crazy, huh? You get messages from parents who ask me for advice and also uh, um, from, from, you know, trans guys from their girlfriends. They send me messages and they'd be like, hey, I want to be sensitive. I want to know what to say. What can I say? What, what is not allowed to say, I'm always like, hey, with me, I'm, you can say everything. It depends how you say it. We also need to be careful with you guys because you, you, you don't have uh, experiences with that as well. So, and we grow together, right? We all definitely need to have a more open and respectful conversation and dialogue. And unfortunately, sometimes people react very poorly because of something they don't understand. But that's not an excuse or a pass to be a complete jerk. Um, So Benjamin, what would help people gain a better understanding and perspective of you know, some people that might be struggling with their identity or body or orientation. What needs to be done so there can be a better understanding? How can we bridge that gap? You know, both both, uh, sides have to work on it. We have to inform and they need to listen, you know? And we, trans people, they take it personally quite often, you know, but it's just because people don't understand. So just be... Just be patient and just explain how it is and be open with it. Be kind. I'm sure you've come across people who have said some really hurtful things, right? Yeah. People, the first question is always, hey, what's between your legs? Something like this. You know, I would never ask you, hey, what's in your your pants? You would never say that to anybody. Never. People have asked you that. It happened. Yeah. If you ask me something like this, you will definitely get an answer quite similar. And rightly so. Yeah. Like, who the hell asked so that? Have, that? I would probably say, hey, what's up in your pants? <laughs> Show me, huh? What's right. up? What's up there? He, he asked me uh, in an interview, and the camera was right on me, and he asked me live, what's your sex like? How's your sex, Benjamin? And I said, hey, mine is quite fine. How's yours? That was my answer. Right. You know, so sometimes I try to, to laugh about things, but... Um, you need to react to answer. You need to answer right away. Right. In a strong way. Honestly, it's a simple rule to live by. 
if you wouldn't want something said to you, then don't say it to somebody else. Just a little respect and consideration goes a long way. For, for anybody that might be you at 18, or that 50-year-old person that wrote you, that are still, you know, struggling with figuring out what they, f- to feel comfortable in their own skin, and to feel right, um, that's still going through all of that, what would your advice to those people be? I mean, I guess today is much easier because of all the social media and the hashtags you can use to find people like us. And if you're if you're insecure and you know you don't know where to go or what to do, get your, get yourself some help. Get yourself a psychologist or or friends that are like you. Talk about it. I mean, talk, talking about it is really really important to accept yourself, to accept the situation. So, I mean, for people that are still really scared, what would your advice be to them? Well, it's a process. It has to grow in, inside you. Inform yourself, but you can't. You can't put pressure on them. Even their self can put pressure on themselves. You know, you need to inform yourself and um, watch. Maybe watch videos and see other people transitioning. Maybe that helps as well. And of course, talk to your parents. Talk to your your inner circle. And when they are supportive, it's it's much easier to go through all that. You know, you need to keep going. There's no way back. So what do you celebrate about uh, yourself? Peeing while standing. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. That's great. That 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 is something I really like. That is something which is, that is really cool, of course. That's great. I mean, there is a reason why there's always a line at the ladies' room. But all kidding aside, I mean, Benjamin, what do you celebrate? Just being me. You know, I, I really, I'm... I'm, I'm so much me today. I can't describe that. I feel comfortable in my body. I don't have to think about, okay, which toilet should I go now? Is anybody watching? Because, you know, I, I looked like I looked like a guy ever since. I had short hair. I, I, I had jeans on and a hoodie. And, but I was a girl. And people always said, hey, this is, uh, girls always said, hey, this is the girl's toilet. Go to the male. But, you know, when you're with your friends, when you're with your friends and they know that you're a girl, it's embarrassing. So you actually had to think about that kind of stuff. Like I wouldn't even know to. Yeah. 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 I had to think about normal situations. I ordered a beer and I had to show my passport for that, my ID, you know, and the ID said Yvonne, but I looked like a guy. So the waiter probably asked you, Hey, who's this? Situations that are quite normal, you had to think about how you act. And today, I don't, I don't even think about stuff like that. You know, I just, I just live. That's that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. So, what are you doing these days now to um, continue this conversation of you know getting people to understand um, what it's like to be trans? Because um, I, I do see you as an advocate in many ways. I mean, would you consider yourself an advocate? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I said. I'm just doing my thing. And then I, I hope people with doing my thing. You know, I'm, I'm on Instagram and sometimes I do Q&As and you can ask me stuff or you send me a message. And, you know, today I get a lot of messages, so I can't answer every question. But that's why I do these Q&As sometimes. 
you know, and people can ask and we're trying to help them. And what I what I do now really to help to make a difference is I'm writing a book here in Germany. Tell us about the book. It's about my my transition, about my story and my feelings and my experiences through all that. And I hope it, it helps. Are you going to continue to model? Definitely. Still do that. Well, I'm I'm not tall enough for a male model, so it's hard for me to to walk in a show. You know, I'd love to do my 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 life goal would be uh, an underwear campaign for Calvin Klein. Ooh, okay, an underwear. Okay, I can underwear. see that happening. Yeah, hopefully one day. And um, I'm working on that, but I do a lot of commercial stuff for Instagram, working with big brands like Apple. I did something for Apple. What'd you do for Apple? Yeah, for the iPhone X. So you're definitely going to continue to model and stuff. How else would you encourage other people that might not understand trans? You said, you know, both sides have to work together. But what else can be done to continue creating awareness and more representation for the LGBTQ community? I would love to get something like, you know, being on a casting, getting the big job, not only being there for the story. You know, people sometimes use because trans is is in right now. They use the trans people to get the publicity. Hey, look, we have a trans guy in here, but they don't give you the big thing, you know? You get a little piece, but not the big thing. And I would love to get this exactly. Like the main part. Yeah, like getting this campaign, getting this international campaign, not only a little collaboration on Instagram for the brand, you know? You're definitely pursuing that, right? I do. And I'm going to do that one day. And I'm going to open the doors for others. For you, what has been the most beautiful part of this process? The most beautiful part of the process being me? The result. The result, definitely. The inner peace. The inner peace. You you feel like you finally have that. Yeah. Yeah. How would you, Benjamin, define representation? That's such a tough question. Definitely courage. And, uh, you know, one of my biggest idols is Justin Timberlake, and he said something. He said, being different makes the difference. You know, and that's that's huge. How important is inclusion and representation for you? I think at the end of the day, we're all human. And you just need to be yourself and you need to accept yourself first. And you need to be happy. We all have one life. You know, I just want to be me and I care about people around me, about the the important people who are always with me, who are supportive, my family, my friends, people who love me. That's so great. So, Benjamin, sign us off. Let us know who you are and what you represent. I'm Benjamin Nelson, and I represent courage and strength. I'm a human, human being. I'm a male that happened to be trans. Thanks to Benjamin Melzer for reaching out and sharing his story from across the globe. Next time on Reppin, we've got a hilarious comedian, writer, actor, and social media sensation, Joanna Hausman. She's got brilliant red hair and a fair complexion, and she describes herself as looking like an Irish barmaid. But surprise, she's actually Latina. Joanna's going to have some great stories to share, some laughs, and a conversation that you don't want to miss. 
as always, love and thanks to my technical director and musical composer, Nelson Pinero, for his time, incredible care, and talent. To Gracie Kong for being a constant source of pure joy and love. Reppin is available on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So share it, subscribe, and leave a review. We want to hear from you. Reppin is a Suburban Outlaw Productions. Till next time, stand up and represent. Hey, I'm Jillian Clare, the host of the podcast, Thanks for Coming In. I've accumulated some pretty crazy audition stories over the past 20 years, and so have my friends. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. And then Disney calls and is like, we need you to come test for the Ant-Man movies. I didn't know if my scene was going to get cut or not. Ooh, I could play that. Tune in every Thursday to hear your favorite actors tell the funniest, saddest, and most cringeworthy audition stories. Sometimes even the one that got away. Thanks for Coming In is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.